You don't know Jack. You should be more careful, gentleman Jack. And this isn't a cop-out. These men right here, my detectives, we do things by the book. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, April 25th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Chris Rock's mother has addressed Will Smith's controversial slap that occurred on stage at the 94th Academy Awards last month. Rose Rock, a motivational speaker, author, and youth and family advocate, told local South Carolina news station WIS-TV that her son is, quote, still processing the incident and shared her thoughts on the slap, lamenting that a 10-year Oscars ban is hardly punishment. Rock's mother said, quote, when Will slapped Chris, he slapped all of us, but he really slapped me. When you hurt my child, you hurt me. When asked what she would say to Smith about the altercation, Rose said, quote, I have no idea what I would say other than what in the world were you thinking? You can read more of her comments about the incident in which Smith slapped Rock after he joked about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and her shaved head, comparing her to Demi Moore's character in G.I. Jane at EW.com. And the season of the Super Champs continues on Jeopardy! With her 14th straight win on Friday's episode, contestant Matea Roach ascended to the top 10 highest winning Jeopardy! champions in history for regular season play with a total of $320,081. The figure shot her past Jeopardy! legend Arthur Chu, whose $297,200 total previously held the number 10 spot on the list. A 23-year-old tutor from Toronto, Ontario, Roach is the third champion of the current Jeopardy! season who has joined the ranks of the highest winning players following Matt Amodio and Amy Schneider, both of whom went on to cross the $1 million mark before their winning streaks ended. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, including our chat with RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 winner Willow Pill, and much more, head over to EW.com. All right, let's head across the pond and back to the 19th century to kick off today's top three picks with number three, Gentleman Jack. The British series returns with its second season on HBO tonight, continuing the true story of Anne Lister, who challenged societal norms in 1830s England by living openly as a lesbian. In season two, all eyes are on Lister and Anne Walker as they set up a home together and determine to become a power couple by combining their estates. But Anne Lister's entrepreneurial spirit frightens the locals as much as her unconventional love life. And with the town of Halifax on the brink of revolution, her refusal to keep a low profile becomes dangerous for the couple. Here's a preview. We are the only people in the whole world who want us to be together. Miss Lister has an unnatural hold over her. With Anne Lister's wit and Miss Walker's money, she could run the whole of Halifax. Hmm. Hmm. Who would ever suspect a woman of being a fortune hunter? You should be more careful, gentleman Jack. If I were a man, thank heaven and providence that I'm not, would you even think to question my ambition? They're all a bit scared of you, aren't they? I fear you have built me up in your mind to be all manner of things I am not. And some that I am. 
Dickinson fans might do well to check this one out. Season 2 will again use Lester's real-life diaries as a primary source, with every part of her story based in historical fact and the 5 million words she wrote in her journals. If you missed season one, you can catch up on HBO Max, and you can catch the Gentleman Jack season premiere tonight at 10 on HBO. Folks, it is finally here. The unbearable weight of massive talent, starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage in a wildly meta action comedy, is now playing in movie theaters nationwide. And with the movie finally out in the world, we're now sharing some of our conversation with Cage from South by Southwest, where we ask the legendary actor, what you watching? Well, I'm a bit of a throwback. So, I mean, when, during this whole quarantine episode that we all went through uh, in isolation, I went through my 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 uh, box sets and I went through the Bergman uh, set and I, I enjoyed re- revisiting Persona. Um, I went through all the Kurosawa movies. Um, I went through the Hammer Horror films. Um, I do think that there's a lot of fascinating dramas and horror films coming out of Japan that I would highly recommend with some amazing actors. Uh, So I enjoyed watching the Corietta films. I looked at a lot of my friend Sion Sono's movies, but there's a a lot out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that the horror genre, probably more than any other genre, is really the one where the most creatively fired up and artistic uh, filmmakers are right now. I think Eggers is fascinating. I think Ari Aster is fascinating. Movies like Lighthouse, movies like Midsommar. And I'm very excited to see what both of those uh, super artists bring to their next adventures. What, were you expecting Nicolas Cage to binge Bridgerton? Well, here is a quick viewing guide to his recommendations. You can find many movies by Ingmar Bergman and Akira Kurosawa on HBO Max, including classics like Persona, Seven Samurai, Cries and Whispers, and Rashomon. Hirokazu Kurita's Still Walking and Afterlife are streaming on the Criterion channel, and some of Sion Sono's films are available across multiple platforms, including Movie, Fandor, and IMDb TV. As for The Lighthouse and Midsummer, you can currently find those streaming on Showtime. Number two. It's back to Texas for our number two pick this week's episode of 911 Lone Star. The latest installment of the first responder drama finds Owen reaching a breakthrough in therapy as he finally faces his anger management issues. Meanwhile, Grace reaches out to a co-worker after a particularly devastating emergency call but she soon has regrets when Judd offers more than she was planning. And in case you thought there wouldn't be any wild rescues this week, well, a clown has an emergency at a young boy's birthday party, and Tommy, TK, and Nancy race to help a survivalist who has a painful encounter with a reptile. Here's a preview. I want you to close your eyes. Tell me what you see, what you smell. Smoke. The fire's coming in. Rescue is three minutes out. He's not gonna make it. Being a hero's not in the saves. It's in carrying on after loss. Oh my gosh, there has certainly been a lot of that lately on this show. Well, you can catch the latest episode of 911 Lone Star tonight at 9 on Fox. 
It's trivia time. David Simon has a new show coming up on HBO. More on that soon. But at one point, The Wire creator was slated to make a show about the CIA with what unlikely creative partner? Barack Obama, Anthony Bourdain, or Ben Stiller? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, Mean Girls Day might be celebrated on October 3rd, but Mean Girls was actually released in theaters 18 years ago this week on April 30th, 2004. Written by Tina Fey, the movie stars Lindsay Lohan as high schooler Katie Heron, who attends public school for the first time and falls in with a group of, well, Mean Girls, led by Rachel McAdams' Queen Bee Regina George. The movie was well-received at the time, earning positive reviews and grossing more than $100 million worldwide, but has since grown into a cult phenomenon lauded for its clever humor, memorable characters, and extremely quotable script. Mean Girls also made EW's Best of the 2000s Decade list in 2009, where we wrote, quote, Fetch may never happen, but 2004's eminently quotable movie is still one of the sharpest high school satires ever, which is pretty cruel if you ask me. And now, the creator of The Wire is welcoming you back to Baltimore for our number one pick, We Own This City. From David Simon and his longtime collaborator George Pelicanos, the limited series, unlike The Wire, is explicitly based on real events chronicling the rise and fall of the Baltimore Police Department's Gun Trace Task Force. The unit eventually wound up charged with all sorts of dirty deeds, but the series argues was just part of a broken, corrupt system in which the war on drugs and mass arrest were championed at the expense of actual police work. We Own This City explores these issues from many different angles, weaving together multiple timelines in a portrait of a police force at war with the citizens it ostensibly serves. Here's a preview. In a city of 620,000, BPD cops reported over 300,000 pedestrian stops in the last five years. You guys have locked up and beat on so many people, we can't get 12 in a box who are willing to trust what a cop says. Could there ever be a moment where a police officer performed their job in such a manner that you would agree with the finding that he should be fired for abusive behavior or brutality? Certainly. Has it ever happened? doing our jobs. What do people want for us to stop policing? They want us to do it without the collateral damage. You know what the Baltimore cops, you don't have complaints of doing every day? No. They sure as hell ain't policing. And you can't just blame the cops. We serve the politicians who thrive on being tough on crime. 
And when they reinstated me, they put me in a unit made up of a bunch of the biggest crooks in the whole goddamn department. These men right here, my detectives, we do things by the book. That, by the way, is John Bernthal, who leads an ensemble cast as swaggering cop Wayne Jenkins. From the task force violent tactics to a detective struggle with a city that has lost faith in police and much more, We Own This City is an unflinching look at law enforcement in America and another unmissable effort from Simon & Company. The series premieres tonight at 9 on HBO and it will be available to stream on HBO Max. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. At one point, David Simon was slated to make a show about the CIA with what unlikely creative partner? Barack Obama, Anthony Bourdain, or Ben Stiller? No need to keep this one confidential. The answer is Anthony Bourdain. After the chef's death in 2018, Simon revealed that Bourdain was going to join the writing staff of his series, which never came to fruition. As Simon wrote on his blog, quote, Every history, every memoir, every cache of made public government files that we had been chasing in the months of preparation to write our pilot scripts and show Bible, all of it had already been acquired and read by Tony Bourdain. Uh, to beat a fly on the wall in that writer's room. our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you next week, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep, produced by Ashley Boucher, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.